Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper. This is a podcast by the Gay Men's Brotherhood where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. Today, I'm your host. My name is Michael Diario. I am a life and wellness coach specializing in sexuality, relationships, and self-confidence. And today, we are talking about being a dad. Now, since I myself am not a dad, I have enlisted the help of our very special guest, Joseph Tito of The Dad Diaries. Joseph is a content creator, social media influencer, and proud father of twin girls. So he'll be sharing his insights with us today. Hello, Joseph. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I don't know how much insights I'm going to have, but... uh... More than me, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So some of the things we'll be talking to Joseph about today is, uh, you know, making the decision to be a dad, uh, some of the challenges and benefits of parenthood, and then uh, he'll offer some advice for anyone out there who is considering parenthood. All right. So before we jump in, Joseph, I want to give uh, the audience a chance to get to know you. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, yeah, my name is Joseph Tito. And uh, yes, now I'm a content creator and uh, influencer. I kind I don't like to use that word, but um, yeah, my journey kind of started. I used to be an executive producer and director uh, of television. I was living in the Middle East and um, that's where I kind of I guess now we'll go into the the whole dad, why I decided. Well, the thing is, yeah, like um, I've, I've always wanted to be a dad. I grew up in a very Italian household. Um, And so to me, the idea of like the family, you know, the number one. And, and so that was something I've always wanted. Um, So I always said to myself, by the time I'm 40, I was, you know, I, I wanted to be a dad and, um, So I was in the Middle East, I was working all over the world and traveling and uh, no, actually, I should take that back. I I wanted to be 35 by the time I was a dad. So 35 came and went. And again, I was traveling the world and working all over and having a great life. Like, I don't, I I don't have any regrets. Um, And then, yeah, I was turning 37. And I was like, okay, um, if I want to have a child, like it, probably needs to be like soon because I don't want to be a six-year-old with like a toddler. I don't have the energy now, let alone when I'm 60. Um, And so, yeah, so that's kind of where uh, I started looking into my options and how I would, you know, become a dad, whether it be through adoption or surrogacy, or I, I didn't know. So um, yeah, I, I looked into adoption and as a single gay man is very difficult. Uh, I was also living in the Middle East at the time, which adoption is, uh, kind of against the law. And, uh, and yeah, so I looked into surrogacy and that's where my whole journey began. Oh. Okay. So was it, can I ask how old you are now? I am God, 43. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. So we're actually not that different. I'm also Italian. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, or have Italian background. So I totally get and I talk about it on this podcast a lot how much I love my family. And I'm very, very deeply connected to my family. So I get that. Um, so were you set on it? Like, this is definitely something that you wanted to do? Or were you like, on the fence, maybe I'm not, not too sure. No, it was definitely something I wanted to do. Uh, at the time I was dating my now ex and uh, we were dating for four years. And I kind of went up to him and I said, okay, listen, you know, I wanted to have children. You know, this was something, you know, I 
was always out there. It wasn't something that like, you know, I woke up and I was like, mm, I kind of want to be a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, it's now or never. And so he was kind of hesitant at the time. Um, he's an artist and kind of his child is his art kind of thing. So kind of that's where his head was at. Uh, and so then I started the process and I was, I documented the whole thing. And so mm-hmm. during it, I kind of noticed that, you know, he wasn't really a part of it uh, financially for sure, but also just emotionally. And um, at the time I had to go to Kenya to deposit, I said, you know, maybe you should come with me. It's like an important step. And you're like, no, I got to work. And so anyways, Mm -hmm. he wasn't, he wasn't there. Um, So then I went through four failed embryo transfers. So it was a really, really long and, it was a roller coaster of ups and downs, mostly downs. But um, so after the second one, I realized, you know, he's not, he wasn't there. So I kind of talked to him and I said, listen, I don't think this is something you really want. Like maybe, you know, we should, we should, you know, break up and maybe I'll find someone that wants the same thing. And, and he was kind of like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) So um, that was that. And then, but I continued and, um, then after the fourth failed embryo transfer, the agency called me and said, you know, you might want to change your egg donor, which was perfect because the first egg donor kind of looked like him, like could have been his sister. Um, so I, I switched egg, uh, egg donors and then uh, she got pregnant. And then 21 days later, I found out there were twins. Oh, so, so you didn't plan for that. Are you joking? Single dad, <laughs> twins? No. Like, I remember when I went to Kenya, the, the doctor's like, so what do you think about twins? You know, it's something that's, you know, could happen. I'm like, I don't think about twins. I don't, don't even talk to me about twins. Um, but the universe yeah. had other things in store for you. God only gives you what you can handle, right? <laughs> that's right. So, <laughs> so as, a, as a fellow Italian, I'm curious to know, how did your family react to all this? So uh, my mom was was all about it. Like she always wanted me to have kids, and I mean, nonna, like yeah, yeah. Um, So I was talking to her during the process, and kind of like didn't really tell my dad just because I didn't know what he would feel or how he would react. But he ended up being more excited than my mom. Like it was just amazing, and you know, by the fifth embryo transfer, I was like, I stopped telling people because like people are just say the stupidest things sometimes without even realizing it like oh third time's a charm or better luck like it's like you're dealing with a life so it's kind of like hard and so I stopped telling anyone and I just told my parents my parents knew I was living in the Middle East at the time and so um so yeah my, my dad was amazing both my parents were super supportive and actually I couldn't have done it without my parents because after the girls were born I actually moved in I had a I have loft in the city and I was like okay there's no way by myself I'm I'm going to be dealing with, you know, two babies in a loft. And so I uh, packed, like I built a two bedroom basement apartment in my parents' house. And, and that's where kind of we were for the first six months of uh, the girl's life. But yeah, they were amazing. They were absolutely, I don't know, couldn't ask for any yeah. better parents and support. That's awesome. That's really nice that that uh, you had that. Um, I remember as a kid, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents because my parents both worked. So I had a very deep connection with them. Uh, so definitely, it's definitely nice that you get to have that. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. I know a lot of people that they they really do it on their own. And um, 
yeah, it's not, uh, it's not easy. Yeah. Now you had said uh, just now that you sort of documenting the process. Is this when the dad diaries became a thing? Yeah. So uh, I have a YouTube channel where I kind of, cause I found when I was researching it, there was very, very little information on uh, single men or gay men having going through surrogacy. And so I kind of started documenting, I mean, my background is in film and TV. So I just, I love storytelling. And so I kind of just, you know, documented every step of the way and it's all on my YouTube and, um, and again, the ups and downs and how you're feeling and how, what you're going through and, and kind of like what you, what you feel at the time. Um, and then I had a girlfriend who, uh, was a mom blogger. And so she was on, um, uh, Instagram and was like, you know, why don't you, you know, start an Instagram page and and kind of that's how, you know, so my blog became then also my Instagram and then kind of like started growing from there. Uh, then I moved back to Canada before the girls were born and I kind of put all my marketing efforts and my marketing background. I'm, I'm, I went to university for communication design and so I put it into social media and yeah, and then that's, it kind of took off and then I mean, we were, we, when the girls were born, I got stuck in Kenya. Mm. Um, I wasn't, yeah, the Canadian government wouldn't let me bring them back. And so um, that blew up. It went viral. Uh, thank God I was on social media because my, my followers bombarded the embassy with like calls and emails. And finally the embassy was like, okay, just take a temporary travel document and leave the country. Uh-huh. I was like, perfect. And so, yeah, so um, that blew up my social media as well. And it kind of just kept going uphill from there. And um, and yeah, so kind of now it's changed from a surrogacy blog to more of a, a dad blog and kind of giving my tips and tricks and complaining a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the truth, right? Be honest, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that your Instagram, which by the way, is the dad diaries for anyone who doesn't know. Um, it depicts an aspect of gay culture that we don't often see, at least that I don't often see. I'll speak, I'll speak for myself here that I don't often see. And I, I'm not a dad and I, I, I don't, I don't follow that many accounts. So when I stumbled upon yours and doing research for this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I'm so happy that that exists because I think it's really important and finding content, um, especially from other gay men or queer people that um, depicts a different aspect of gay culture, I think is really important for people to get a more holistic view of what it means to be gay, because it's not always just, you know, muscle bodies and young people being single, having fun, which is a wonderful thing. But there's also like amazing gay dads out there being amazing parents. Oh, yeah. It's um, the, the, that's the thing. Like with my account, I mean, all, most of my followers are straight, straight women, uh, <laughs> moms. But I mean, you see it's, you know, I don't think it matters being gay, being straight, being whatever you are. It's uh, a family's a family. Mm-hmm. Um, children, as long as they're raised with love, uh, they will thrive and they'll succeed. And, um, you know, at first I was a little bit hesitant and kind of scared about, um, you know, what am I going to tell the girls? How will they feel? Um, you know, like now, for example, Mother's Day's, uh, dr- sorry. During Mother's Day, you know, it's kind of always a tough situation, but, you know, the school calls me and is like, you know, what do you want, who do you want them to write letters for? And, and but I've always been honest with the girls and uh, actually wrote a book about 
how they came to be, which will be released June 17th. Amazing. Um, and it's kind of the story I told the girls when, from right when they were born. And now when they first started JK, like this year, they were like, Oh, why don't we have a mom or where's our mom? Or, um, but you know, I've, I've explained to them that, you know, there's different families and, you know, different family dynamics. And, you know, some people have two moms, some people have one mom, some people have nonna and nonno. Uh, you know, there's there's many different shapes and sizes of, of families. So, um, and just to be proud of yours. Yeah, amen. I couldn't agree more. Now, you and I agree on that, but have you experienced any kind of hate or oh prejudice? God, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's, I mean, it, it comes with uh, being you know, in the public eye and my life is kind of, you know, out there for people to see. And so, yeah, I get, I get it all the time. Um, I remember when, when the whole story came out, you know, I had this like doula in, in America somewhere. She's like, Oh, not only did you, uh, uh, did you do something sinful, but you killed four babies along the way? Like, you know, the embryo transfers I didn't take or, I get stupid comments like, oh, where are, the, where are these girls' moms? Like, you know, uh, kids should have a mom and a dad. And, and especially now, now with what's going on in the States, and unfortunately it's going on in the York Region Catholic School Board as well. Yeah. Um, I openly talk about it, how I'm just shocked and blown away but by the amount of hatred that still exists, especially in Canada. And from people my age where you grew up, you know, in a different world. And, um, but yeah, I get it all the time, but yeah, what are you going to do? Well, good for you for being so courageous and standing up for it. And, and, and not only that, but just being an example of, of, uh, you know, of, of what is possible uh, for like, people need to see that there is examples of great parents out there, whether they're gay or straight, doesn't even matter. Dude, like you said, love is love, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so good job. Yeah. Uh, I, I would imagine that this is a very vulnerable thing to share, not just like back back when you're going through the surrogacy process, but even now, like considering you are very much in the public eye, there is a lot of hate out there. Um, so you do have a lot of courage built in because this is very vulnerable for you. Well, the way I looked at it, like, especially like most recently, even if you go on my Instagram, I, I talk about it and TikTok and um, I, I talk about how I feel and disgusted I feel with what's going on. And I, with my partner now with soon to be husband, I'm getting married in oh, July. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to him. I'm like, you know, do we, do I say anything? Because then anytime something happens um, in that regard, like my follower, like I get a lot of messages saying, Oh, did you see what happened? Look at this video, look at that. So, you know, people expect not, not that people expect me to say something, but I'm a voice for the LGBTQ community. I was, um, I used to be vice president of PFLAG York region. So um, it's just something that, you know, I believe in. And and at first I was like, do I not say anything because I don't want to deal with it because then it's like for the whole week of like when that came out, just the negative comments and the, the it, it was just, I didn't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it in my life. Right. I'm happy. My girls are happy. We, have a normal life. Like we don't, I don't need to deal with like people's stupidity, but I thought, you know, if I don't fight for what I believe in, then what kind of examples am I teaching my girls? Right. Um, and so for me, you know, even my mom, you know, came to me and said, you know, I'm really proud of you for, for standing up and, and saying that, you know, it's, it's really, 
besides that it's needed um not from me from everybody like i mean <laughs> it, it I didn't say anything negative. I, it was very positive in what I was saying, but um, it was important. It's important to stand up for what I believe in for for my girls, right? And how old are your girls now? They're four. Four. Do they have any understanding of sort of the impact that that you've had or that they are even having? Um, I, I mean, they've always been filming. Like, I mean, we just finished filming a Ritz campaign. And like, so now they kind of know, like, okay, this is Papa's work. This is, you know, we gotta, we gotta, before we play, we have to like, let's shoot it. So now they're, you know, they're starting to get like the whole idea of like, they don't obviously have an idea of the people that follow me or like who I, what I do for work. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not that I, Hey girls, I'm an influencer. Like, no, <laughs> they, don't know um, they don't get it. Like they see the videos and they love it. Um, even the book, right? Like, I show them the first pictures of, of them as, as cartoon characters and they, they're, they're loving it. I don't know. They, yeah. they love it. Yeah. Sometimes like now they're getting older. So like, it's getting a little harder for, to direct them. And if they don't want to do something, I, it's like, okay, call the camp, call the, uh, the brand. I'm sorry. The girls don't want, you know what I mean? I can't script them. They're, they're four years they're old. Four, so, yeah. yeah. This is the directing job of your life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So Joseph, so let's, I want to fill in some blanks. So you were with somebody, you guys broke up, you went on the surrogacy journey. Now you're getting married. So there was a time in there that you were single. Yes. Um, so anyways, we broke up at the time I was closing up shop in the middle East, um, moved back here built with like built the, the two bedroom in my parents house so i was by myself then the girls came and i was by myself um i could didn't even i cried every day for six months mm. uh like it's your it's a lot it's a lot of work one baby is a lot of work two babies are, are definitely a lot of work and um yeah so like dating was not something i even thought about i i, I mean i didn't even shower let alone <laughs> like like oh i'm gonna get dressed up to go on a date no um and so after six months i got i i mean i had to work so i got a nanny and then that's when i kind of you know started getting showered taking showers again started you know kind of self-care routines again and i kind of put myself out there and it was horrible yeah horrible dating well first of all dating is horrible already like and i think once you reach 40 it's like already horrible then add two kids on top of it like it's just not not fun not a fun time yeah i can only imagine that that's one of my questions uh is what are some of the yeah, well, like what, how do gay guys, single gay guys respond if like, let's say you're on Tinder or Grindr or what have you, and you know, it comes up in conversation, oh, I, you know, I have twins or I have these two girls. What was the response? Um, I think a lot of the responses were, oh my God, that's so cute. That's so amazing. That's so, that's so, that's so, but they don't have an idea what that actually means. Yeah. Um, it actually means that, no, we're not going to dinner anytime we want. No, we're yeah. not going to Puerto Vallarta on the weekend. No, we're not. Um, I got to stay home or even if we have something planned and one of them gets sick and you're, you know, and a lot of my time is spent at home. Like I, the evening, once they go to bed, I, I'm, I'm home, I have to stay home. It's not that I could put them in the bed and go out. Um, so my life became around my house, around my home, around yeah. my girls. Right. So 
Yeah, like I said, like most of them were like, oh, that's that's really cute. That's great. That's amazing. But then when push came to shove, it was like, no, I don't, I don't, I can't do this. So Okay. So how did you meet your partner or your soon-to-be husband? Uh, so we met online. So we met actually before the girls were born. I was still in the Middle East, but I was in Toronto doing some production here. And uh, so we went out a couple times. And but again, I was like, hi, I still live in the Middle East, but I'm moving back here. But when I move back here, I'm going to have twins. And uh, so he was kind of like, oh, God, uh, I don't know what to do. And so we uh, we broke up and then I was, you know, I was just all over the place. And then, yeah, two years ago, he reached back out and I was like, whatever you want to go out well, let's go out and uh, like at that point I was sure. like whatever sure uh and nothing and then he just blew my mind with how amazing he is and how much he loves the girls and he's also Italian Calabrese okay. um so you know I was like the first person he introduced to his family and he his parents I thought my parents were old school like his parents were or old school, but you know, we we clicked right away. They, you know, my parents and his parents love each other. Like we spend like Christmas together. It was it's it's just it our lifestyles were so similar that that it just made sense. And I think he also got to a point where, you know, he's a year older than me, and I'm sure, you know, I think being single sucks. Like it's horrible. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, I know people are like, you know, being single is better to be single and happy. Like, yes, of course. It's, uh, but I don't know when you're, I mean, when it's two of you, it's just life is a lot easier on many aspects, on many mm -hmm. aspects. And so, yeah, so he was there and he just proved himself to be amazing. And I like tested him many times. <laughs> there was like, oh, you want to come back? Okay, let's uh, try this. No, but um, yeah. And so we've been together for two years and we, we live together and we're getting married in July. That's we have amazing. A lot of things planned, but I can't really talk about those things right now. All right. Well, how, like I'm thinking we're not that, we're not that far off in age. I, I just turned 40. Um, so can you imagine like going back to like the little version of you who was just coming out? Like, did you always, or did you think that you'd be having this, you know, traditional, uh, you know, Italian partner with, two kids and uh, all the families getting along. Did you imagine that for you as a little gay boy? Um, I mean, no, I didn't imagine it back then because I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't possible. Right. Like even I remember when my brother got married, uh, I gave them, I gave, you know, the mother and son uh, dance and song. I gave them the song. And like, I remember like bawling because I'm like, Oh, I'll never have that. Yeah. And then, we're going to actually tonight to dance lessons too. <laughs> um, so I, I, like I said, I knew I wanted to be a father in some way, shape or form. Um, I just didn't know how, uh, I didn't know how. And again, the possibilities of this just not too long ago in history happened, you know, yeah. we can finally get married, uh, finally adopt, finally have children. Like it's, it's not something 20 years ago we thought of, right? So, right. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk a little bit about surrogacy. Um, tell us what has been the biggest challenge of that process. Ooh, well, I'm a control freak. I need to control <laughs> everything. And so the biggest hurdle for me was letting go of that control. 
like I said, I went through four failed embryo transfers and those are, you know, you're okay. They're, they're going to implant the embryos and then you wait those 20 days and it's like, no, uh, you know, and it's really trusting the process and really trusting God. Um, I mean, with me after the fourth embryo transfer, I question, I'm like, well, maybe God doesn't want me to, mm -hmm. to, to, to be a dad. Maybe this is not something that's meant for me. And, um, but everything I learned that everything happens for a reason. Um, and the timing happens when it's supposed to happen. And if it would have happened earlier, I wouldn't have had Stella and Mia. Right. And now I can picture my life without them. So yeah. We always see in retrospect, it's like, oh yeah, that's why that happened, right? Yeah. Never in the moment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. When you go through it, it's yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. Because again, an embryo, when it, an embryo is the starting of a life, right? Yeah. So you have these embryos that are, you know, <laughs> something, and then they're not. And so yeah. it just kills you a little bit inside every time. Yeah. What what did you learn about yourself through this journey? uh through the well i learned the most about myself after when the girls were born and okay. uh we were stuck in kenya um i remember flying to nairobi from mombasa to nairobi with the girls to the canadian embassy and them telling us and i mean my mom came with me she was a trooper like 70 years old like just no one's going to stop a nonna. Like she was just amazing. And we, I remember we did, we hadn't slept because we, we traveled that night and we went straight to the embassy. And, and I remember going back, the, the, the embassy coming out, the guy coming out and saying, Oh, we're, you know, you, we, you can't, the girls can't come to Canada. Like, and so <laughs> we went back to the hotel and my mom and Mia were sleeping and Stella was crying in my arms. And I remember like thinking, like I failed as mm -hmm. a parent. Uh, but in that moment, I also realized that I can do anything. Like being stuck in a third world country with newborn twins, after dealing with that, I can deal with anything. And I really, really learned, like really believe that God only gives you what you can handle. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I realized that I, I, I could do it. I could do anything. You know, I could do anything I put my mind to. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how the adversity, uh, which sucks, right? We can all agree that adversity sucks, but sometimes it's the coming out of it is what gives you the confidence and the self-esteem and everything that you've ever wanted and needed. And then you have the proof of it. It just takes yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about some of the, the, the nice surprises of parenthood. What has been the biggest surprise? The biggest surprise? Um, the biggest surprise? I don't know. Um, Did you expect I guess, it to be the way it is? Um, I mean, I kind of you do. You don't expect it to be the way. Like now, n there's no off time as a parent. There's no that you can like turn off. And and I remember me at, like I, my life. Like I would I would I did TV shows, and so we would work 18 hour days for like you know two months at a time. And then I would have my, you know, two, three days where I could like close my blinds and lock my door and Uber eat it and not see anybody and kind of cocoon myself and recharge. And, 
you don't have that as a parent. <laughs> There's no uh, weekends, long weekends, holidays, like it's all the same thing. You're getting up at 637, uh, you know, your life kind of changes in the sense of like, you know, I, at 930, I'm like on my couch laying down, like relaxing, like it's not the idea of going out or like going downtown let's let's go to like a club no yeah. <laughs> like it's not uh so that kind of changes and that that was kind of also for me the surprise was i've always been a downtown person like i've always lived in metropolitan areas um all over the world the idea of coming up to like vaughn or you know king city i was like absolutely not even if i have kids i'm gonna be downtown i'm gonna you know you be like with my dog and my kid walking. No, 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 no. Now it's like I want the parking. I want the luxury of like, you know, the room and the space. And the if I go somewhere with the girls, I want to drive there. I want to park my car. I want, you know, it's just a lot different. Your whole your whole mindset changes when, once you become a parent because it's no longer about you or what, yeah. you know, fuels you. Now it's about what fuels them. And that kind of fuels you once they're fueled. Yeah. It's like a brand new identity. Like you're yeah. a new person basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Um, what about some pleasant surprises? Pleasant surprises is just, uh, and every, anytime they just hug you and say, I love mm. you, Baba. Like, it's just, it's a feeling like no other, like I can't explain the feeling it is and just what it does to your heart. And, and then how, how, I still, I don't even know if it's the right word. Predatorial, you become like how just don't like fuck with my kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it's you're you're ready to like literally kill someone if they you know fuck with your kids. Like, yeah, and it's not something. And also like the the gay thing, the whole gay thing. I've never cared. Like I worked in in Saudi Arabia, in Jamaica. Like I've never cared about being gay. I've never worried about it. I never now with them. Like this whole thing that's happening in the York Region Catholic School Board, it's really affecting me because it's going to affect them, not because of me. So it kind of, yeah, like you said, it changes your identity. Like, tell the audience what's going on there because there's a lot of uh, listeners and viewers who who aren't who are not from uh, uh, the Toronto area. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, nothing. They're, um, I think their problem is with uh, the trans community. And they're saying that there's these books in high school on on trans and they're they're I don't even want to get into everything because it's just this long-winded thing and they've kind of bunched it all together to the point of like, you know, they don't want to raise the flag. So yeah. York Region Catholic School Board is the only di district in the GTA that doesn't uh, as of now raise the flag. And so the last meeting they had, there was these parents just calling calling teachers groomers and just spewing these this this hatred and i basically that's what's going on and it's just it's affecting not just the trans community but the whole lgbtq right yeah plus community and um and nothing we're just now you know trying to stand together and trying to be trying to state our point and hopefully um they they raise the flag but i don't know i don't know yeah. what's gonna happen what do you tell mia and stella i don't i don't talk about that yet yeah. um i mean i've taken them i've taken them to uh york region pride and last year we went uh to near the the tail end of it to toronto pride um 
and yeah, they love it. They love rainbows, like rainbows are their favorite thing. So um, dress them up and they love their tutus. They're very girly girls. So, um, you know, they're, they, they love the colors and they love the idea of it. Again, we haven't really talked much about it. There's still four. Like it's not, yeah. I don't think there's a need to talk about it uh, besides them knowing that they have two dads and, and, you know, they know now we're getting married and, uh, they're all excited. One's going to be, you know, throwing flowers, one's bringing the rings. And, um, I think there's always an age appropriate time to talk to your kids. Uh, and so as the time comes, I will be obviously talking to them and I have no problems in talking about who I am or what, you know, sexuality or sex or, when the time is right though, like now yeah. they're not, they're not asking about it. You know, it's not that yeah. they're like, Oh, so no. So when they do, and I'll talk to them. I'm sure parenting is like lots of other things where I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of opinions about how you should do it and how you're doing it wrong. Oh uh, my God. Right. Yes. That's Which is work. good for, it's good for me because as like, uh, a content creator, I need that engagement. So like, yeah. you know, I'll put it out there. Oh, girl, I don't know what to do about this. And I'll get like thousands of answers. <laughs> oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this, which, which is great. And I mean, that, that's also why I love my followers because I, again, most of them are women. So they kind of, you know, coach me along the way of having two girls and like, for example, wiping front to back, like, <laughs> like that's something I never thought of, but you know, you have to do it and you got to know why. And uh their periods like i do now a lot of like you know right. uh menstrual talks and stuff like that for men like to, to break that stigma because again i gotta know it like yes there's there's no another see others you know there there is women in my life that can talk to them about it but as a father i would like to talk to them about anything and everything right be there for yeah. them in every step of the way that's amazing i can i can feel the love obviously that you have for them it's it's really oh. nice to see yeah <laughs> So if there's one thing that you could do differently, if you could go back in time and do something differently with respect to the surrogacy and everything that led up to where you are now, would you change anything? Absolutely not. Cause then again, I wouldn't yeah. have Stella and Mia. Like yeah. I went through like, uh, go, go, go on my YouTube, uh, the dad diaries on YouTube. Uh, you see, you'll see all the, the ups and downs, but um, again, all those up and downs have led to this moment and I am, knock on wood extremely happy with my life and with everything and with my girls and with my husband soon to be husband and like I said everything led us to this point so I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything beautiful answer all right so let's talk to anyone out there who is contemplating parenthood for the guys and perhaps ladies out there who are considering this and they're listening to you what tips would you have for them uh like I okay well make sure you read uh, the legalities of whatever country you are uh, planning to do this in and have a lawyer with you and a, an immigration lawyer. Uh, make sure to really cross your T's and dot your I's on everything. Um, and I did that and I still had problems, but um, yeah, and just, and just be patient, be patient. If it's something you want, know that it'll, it, it, it will happen. Uh, but you just have to be patient. Yeah. I imagine that people out there will turn to you for support as a content creator, but yeah. who did you yeah. have to support you? I didn't, I didn't. That's why I started the dad diaries. Right. And I do get a lot of emails and, and I do, and ha half the times it's just people wanting someone to listen. Um, I mean, you're sending like, 
could be anywhere from twenty to fifty thousand dollars across the world to somewhere and you know people are like oh is this happening like how you know how am i supposed to feel what am i supposed to do what am i so people just want someone to kind of listen to them and um and yeah like i'm there i'm, I'm I, I tell people kind of my experience um if i were to change something i might again i wouldn't change anything because of again stella and mia like so would i maybe do it in canada or somewhere closer than kenya probably uh just because also when you're so far away and your surrogate has your babies inside her stomach and you don't know what she's doing or you can't like you know you're so far away it's crazy like you're constantly thinking once you find out she's pregnant like yeah. you, you're literally constantly thinking about this like little pea that then will become a little like avocado that then becomes like it's just and like every day i'm like i was online looking okay so it's day uh, three weeks and seven hours how big should it be and like so yeah it's it's just your whole life changes so i would if you can afford it um because again it's very expensive to do it in canada or the states um but there's mexico there's places closer to canada that um or you can do it and so maybe be closer okay uh what about tips for new dads let's say someone who you know just became a dad oh, that just became okay so before you become a dad and i telling you this now sleep <laughs> just sleep take a xanax if you need to sleep for a weekend if you need to like sleep because people tell you oh sleep now because like really sleep because once you like once those babies come you're up every two hours and heaven forbid if they're colic or heaven forbid anything goes wrong but like even on a, a healthy baby you're up every two hours feeding them um and i mean for me i was feeding them and i didn't there was no you know on the on breasts or anything like that and um and tips is just just enjoy every second and i know it's again cliche but like you literally blank like they're four and i literally remember bringing them home as babies like when i look back at like some of the footage i'm like oh my god like you know they're i just actually yesterday some um their first christmas dress their first christmas here in in canada and every year they get uh christmas dresses sent to them from different companies and stuff so their first ever christmas dress and i was looking at like last this year's shoot and i was like oh my god like it seems like yesterday like when you're in it it seems like it, it's never ending like you're mm -hmm. but it goes by so fast like you blink your eye and it's like ooh, they're four they're in school like so yeah I find Enjoy it's very interesting that, you know, their, their journey, they don't even know this, but their journey is being documented from even before they were born. Right. And yeah. so one day they're going to have a chance to make that. I think it's a wonderful gift that they have is to see so much of what led up to their birth. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's why I also started the dad diaries. Cause I'm like, when they're 18 or when they're teens and they're going to say, I hate you. I'll be like, yeah, you hate me. Watch this. Look what I went through to have you. So don't start with me. <laughs> Let's say one day they listen to this very podcast. Let's say it's in, you know, 10 years from now. What, what, what do you want to tell them? That I love them more than anything in the world. That's beautiful. Awesome. Okay, Joseph, any, any last words for our audience before we wrap up? Uh, 
Well, like I said, my book's coming out June 17th. So yes. it's called uh, The Twin Diaries. Stella and Mia Meet Papa is the first of its series. It's going to be a series of books. But the first one, it kind of talks about how they came to be. So surrogacy and being a single parent and kind of talks about a, a div diverse and modern family. And uh, so that comes out June 17th. So look out for that. And um, that's it. I have a lot of information coming up soon, but uh, again, I cannot reveal just yet, and it's killing me. Okay. But uh, but where can that where can the audience find you? Where should they be following you? So yeah, you could go on my website www.thedaddiaries.com or uh, Instagram at thedaddiaries.ca, uh, YouTube the Dad Diaries. Just type in the Dad Diaries, you'll find yeah. me. I'm going to link all this good stuff in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on anywhere you're listening to podcasts, just go to the show notes and you can find that there. If you're watching us on YouTube, I'll also link this stuff um, in the show notes there. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Joseph, for coming on today and talking to our audience and giving no us the perspective problem. of being a dad. I really appreciate that. No problem. Thanks for having me. And yeah, reach out if you need any advice for, from par yes. for parenting. All right. So to our viewer listener, thank you for joining us on this episode. Um, it, it has taken us 138 episodes to have an episode about being a dad. And hopefully this is not our last because I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. Uh, so if you're listening to us on uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and uh, write us a review. That helps us a lot with the algorithms. And also if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and leave us a comment. Uh, if you have any questions for Joseph, you can put them in the YouTube comments. If you yourself are a dad uh, or thinking about being a dad, please leave any questions and comments there and we will be responding. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great rest of the day. Bye-bye.